people of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, who are you? Connor McSpadden, back in the trap game. Connor, how's it going, man? It's going good. We got a good roundup of stories this week. You know that song, Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster? Yes, yes. I think this episode could be called Damn It Feels Good to Be a Grifter. It's a good time (laughs) (laughs) to be on the grift in America. It is a great time to be that right now yeah there's some interesting stuff we're covering today we're doing a conspiracy news roundup episode but i feel like there's a consistent theme through a lot of this at least we certainly a through line yeah until we veer off into the pedophile stuff at the end but But, you know the pedophile stuff is like that's uh it's like the it's that that's pervasive in every conspiracy i mean (laughs) you're gonna always there you're going to find that in everything from JFK to Stalin's advisors. You know, it's around. <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, if you need a break from the tyranny of uh, propaganda, I do suggest you check out my uh, one-hour stand-up special live in Tucson out now on YouTube. Oh, that's uh, give right. Your, give your brain a little break <laughs> from the decay of uh, democracy. How is the special going? I still haven't had a chance to watch it because there's just so much sports on right now. But soon. It's going way better than I expected. I've been uh, appreciating all the support. I had lots of Unpops people in the comments, lots of Mean Boys people. So, uh, yeah, it's going great, great, man. Thank you. Yeah. I think, honestly, the only reason I haven't watched it is it's on YouTube. And I just don't, like, I when I sit down to watch TV, I never think. You never pop open the YouTube app. Yeah. When I I watch YouTube on TV. When I watch YouTube on TV, I feel three times as unemployed as I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's just got an extra dimension of shame. Like, oh, man, I'm watching car reviews on the big, big screen. What the fuck is the matter with my life? Watch it this weekend. All right. We should get into this shit because we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. A lot of it is very serious. Like the part about how we are almost certainly going to be at the uh, tipping point of civil war soon. At least Soon. according at least according to Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin is back. Finally. In pog form. <laughs> Have you missed her? I miss I, I kinda did miss Sarah Palin because she harkens back to like Sarah Palin was the last time that political comedy was actually funny. I mean Tina Fey <laughs> doing Sarah Sarah Palin was actually funny. Yeah. And then we had just four years of Alec Baldwin doing Trump, which was tyrannical. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, that was just like uh, this ego driven. Like it was only his ego keeping that fucking sketch on the air. I don't think anybody enjoyed it. No, no. Uh, but Sarah Palin was actually kind of fun. It was actually kind of goofy. It was like, oh, my God, this this silly thing happened. Can you believe what John McCain did? Yeah, there was a point where she just seemed like not harmless, but, you know, she was just kind of a goofy figure on the world stage. Sure, she and believes it, all that conservative right-wing bullshit. Always, but it but. makes you nostalgic for a time when this was the scariest thing happening in <laughs> yeah. America. Yeah. It's like, oh, how naive we were. She did uh, The Masked Singer, too. She Did, did she Baby really? Got, she performed Baby Got Back on Are The Masked Singer. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not mistaken. Those fucking... This is the best country in the world, and it's not even close. (laughs) Those maniacs had fucking Giuliani on. We have our despots pop their pussy inside fucking Snow Fox costumes. Yeah, she wrapped something. I'm pretty sure it was Baby Got Back. Do you remember what her getup was? She is a... Was she one of the animals she shoots from a helicopter? I was going to say, it would be really poor taste if she was a wolf. Yeah, it looks like she's some kind of stupid-ass mouse. Oh, fuck that. Just like in real life. Yeah, she does kind of have that look of, of sexy cartoon mouse from a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. Like like Rescue Rangers, like something you'd like fap to before you even learn how to fap when you're eight years old. Yeah, before you even know what you're doing. Yeah, you're just kind of playing with it. Yeah, she's back in the news because she is uh, kind of sort of threatening to overthrow the government. 
That's kind of the move now. Yeah, that's that's sort of how you get clicks. You kind of sort of threaten to overthrow the government. Yeah. And I mean, not that we don't need the government overthrown. It's just that I don't want them to be the ones who do it. I know. Like, no one wants a brand new constitution more than me. But <laughs> I don't know if the mouse from the mass Singer is the Thomas <laughs> Jefferson of it. She was on a uh, Newsmax show. So we're off to a, a banging start already. America's last uh, fucking truly independent institution, <laughs> Newsmax. This is a quote from an interview she did there recently. Those who are conducting this travesty and creating this two-tier system of justice, I want to ask them, what the heck? Do you want us to be in civil war? Because that's what's going to happen. We're not going to keep putting up with this. She is, of course, referring to Trump being... N prosecuted and indicted and uh you know she meant it because she said heck <laughs> why would you just not cuss in that moment like of all the times it's sell a cuss it with the fuck, you know this is a cuss worthy event if that's what you're talking about it's a two-tiered system of justice this is this is hell worthy you can drop a hell on that <laughs> i wouldn't mind a damn in there yeah, she said that during an interview with Newsmax that was conducted at the exact same time Trump was surrendering at the Fulton County Jail. That's my favorite thing about him making a T-shirt out of his mugshot is it says never surrender underneath it. It's like, oh, is that is that the official merch? Yeah, it's like, bitch, you had to surrender to get that mugshot. Those are going to move like fucking tickle me Elmos in 2003. That oh, yeah. is going to be the product of the year. Yeah. I can't wait to see someone take one to Pawn Stars like 15 <laughs> years from now. Yeah, Immaculate still in the plastic wrap. Yeah, and they're required to buy it by the government because big, it has Trump's big, face on it. Big Hoss is on constant dialysis. <laughs> <laughs> He's hooked up to a machine during the shoot, like some kind of job of the hut creature. So kind of like Pawn Stars right now. Kind of like Pawn Stars as it presently is. She's probably not wrong about this, Sarah Palin. This does seem like it's going to be the thing. Like, if anything is going to cause at least one side to erupt in violence, it'll be Trump not being allowed to run for president again or something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, like, you just you sort of wonder what would happen if they sort of did a January 6th with their shit together and a little political capital. You yeah. Know? And I like. Mean, what all did Trump, around the country instead of just at the Capitol. What did Trump even spend his political capital on? Like Barack Obama got Obamacare. What was, What is the Trump thing that he used his like force majeure when he got into office? Like I couldn't even tell you. Space force. Sp <laughs> yeah, space force, which which, by the way, we're now uh, like even in the Biden administration. They're like, oh, no, we need that. We totally need that. The. Um, the military industrial complex doesn't get smaller. That's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. We do need Space Force. Just it it sucks to have to agree with Trump. But I mean, well, space... I mean, it, it sucks to be in a, in a condition of world peace that's dependent on uh, fucking massive weapon systems and mutually assured destruction like that, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, that also sucks. Here is a quote from the Guardian article that we'll link to about Sarah Palin. No one wants to believe that their beloved democracy is in decline or headed toward war. But if you were an analyst in a foreign country looking at events in America, the same way you'd look at events in Ukraine or Ivory Coast or Venezuela, you would go down a checklist assessing each of the conditions that make civil war likely. And what you would find is that the United States a democracy founded more than two centuries ago has entered very dangerous territory. That is Barbara F. Walter, author of How Civil Wars Start and How to Stop Them, speaking to The Guardian. She's also a CIA advisor, so she knows a thing or two about toppling a goddamn democracy. I hope that the F stands for fucking Walters, because that was quite the <laughs> quote. Barbara fucking Walters. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that's so hilarious that she's a CIA advisor because it really does actually give her very rarely will being a CIA advisor give you added credibility on Conspiracy of the Show. But in this case, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about democracies fallen and you're the CIA, I trust what you're saying. Yeah. You've been around the block. What do you think our role is going to be in a civil war? Are we going to like are we going to have to fight? I mean, you might. You're 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 still young and fresh. 
Like I'm worn out, man. My my role in uh, a civil war, uh, I'm a Canadian refugee, a guy <laughs> guy running away. Yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, they asked the guy from Walking Dead what he'd do in a zombie apocalypse, and he said, "Kill my son and then kill myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah I uh you know I'll be one of the wait and see guys. Just tag me in last minute if you need me. Otherwise, I'm not. There's enough of a civil war going on in America's gas stations, you know, just at any place where there's unhoused people. Yeah, uh, you can you can see it's brewing, you know, like the all the ingredients are there. Yeah, that's civil war candidate number two is yeah. homelessness. Like even here in super liberal L.A., woof, we are not liberal about that shit. Yeah, bus them off to Santa Ana. That'll continue to work forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Send them to Compton. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Please don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it does feel like we're working towards some sort of dissolution of this marriage. Like, I would say just on the discourse level, we're at soft civil war right now. There's a complete oh, yeah. lack of friction from either side to either side. Like, they would, we believe in completely separate realities. Like, we've gotten to a point where it's not politics. It's like, what's your own personal fan fiction about what's happening in the world and why you want it to be happening? You know, like uh, some people, oh, it's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, you'd say that Hunter Biden was involved in this. You could, no, it's not. Oh, no. it's absolutely ridiculous that the election was stolen. No, it wasn't. Like there's, there's two completely different sets of reality. And it's just which one are you invested in? Yeah, it's bad times. It's really not bad good. times in this country. Not it, to get too technical with my analysis but well, at least this next story is a glimmer of hope oh man trump has vowed to lock up political enemies if he returns to office this is a thing that will definitely happen oh yeah if he wins when he wins for sure right i'm surprised yeah. by how little locking up there was last time i thought there would be at least a couple like show trials at least a couple sort of overtures to his base to do a little locking up yeah it, it was seemed, more of it was more of a chant than anything. Yeah, there was nothing ever really to it. Like he never tried. And that I wonder for Trump supporters, that had to be like kind of for me when Obama never closed Guantanamo. It's like, but you said. Yeah, right. That's a very good analogy. And then Trump supporters, I'm sure we're hoping. Well, I mean, that's if you're talking QAnon Trump supporters, that's where a lot of QAnon types eventually broke with Trump is because they were expecting him to pull off these mass arrests. You said um, you was going to lock him up. Yeah, there's even. And they have a point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what that was the why they gave you that political capital. Yeah. And yeah, there's documentaries out there where they interview QAnon types who after that election and it <laughs> ended without anyone being locked up. They were like, man, guy fucking lied to us, huh? Yeah, well, at least but they still don't like they're not deterred from believing the QAnon stuff. It's just like, well, Trump's part of it. Now. They're like, that obviously is not the issue. Yeah, <laughs> the storm is coming. Trump has been compromised. I love that this this is a, a real throwback to uh, Glenn Beck, who was kind of I remember his kind of heyday during the Jon Stewart era. And he, just, he was really sort of just Alex Jones with a tie. Like yeah. he was kind of prep school Alex Jones. I don't remember exactly what happened. Didn't something happen that got Glenn Beck kind of jettisoned from the public eye? He kind of got deplatformed or lost his show or something like that. I forget exactly what went down, but you're right. Yeah, he's this interview with Trump happened on the Blaze TV, which call your local cable operator and demand the Blaze TV. I would today. say it's the only outlet that's a, that rivals the legitimacy of Newsmax. <laughs> For sure. Glenn Beck, he was interviewing Trump on his bullshit TV channel. And at one point he asked Trump this, do you regret not locking Clinton up? And if you're president again, will you lock people up? Which what a boneheaded fucking question. It sounds like something a little kid would, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like just asked to blow him already. Will, you, will you make the bad guys go away? <laughs> and Trump replied, the answer is you have no choice because they're doing it to us, which uh, I don't I don't know that that's true, but that I wouldn't expect any other answer. Yeah. And I mean, the, the guy is being indicted. He can. This is like another. it looks like a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 He's currently under four indictments facing 91 criminal charges. Back in August, Politico crunched the numbers 
and found that if Trump was convicted on every charge and sentenced to the maximum punishment possible, he'd be facing 641 years in jail. Now, I have a feeling that this number is just going to illustrate how much he got away with in three and a half months when it's... uh... Yeah. He gets a slap on the wrist and yeah. fine or something. And all that was before the Georgia indictment. When you take that into account, he's facing 717 years. But that's only if he got indicted on every count and got the maximum sentence. So, like, I would have to be the judge for yeah. <laughs> Trump to get that kind of sentence. But still, it's a lot. He's 77. That feels like not old enough. Like, yeah. And well, any prison sentence is like almost a life sentence, maybe, you know? Right. But also at 77, I feel like, oh, God, that could go either way. He could be around another 20 years. The meanest grandparent lives the longest. Yeah. That old rule. Have you heard Trump's personal theory of human energy and life and death? Oh, no, I have. This is this is absolutely fascinating as he's admitted this, this in interviews before that he believes basically that you have a finite amount of movement in your body. So he tries to move as little as possible as a strategy for longevity. Like he (laughs) believes that you have a a definite (laughs) amount of mana that you can exert into your body. And by not moving, he's like actually like doing the healthy thing. That is so crazy. It is really, really fantastic. It's one of my favorite facts. But that that sounds so much like Trump, because what he's basically saying is, Okay, you know everything they say about how to live longer? <laughs> None of that. Exact no. opposite. I have, an, I have a new paradigm that allows you to eat Cheetos. Hark I mean, and I rejoice. I'm a Cheeto, that's for sure. Well, you know, you can't, you can't dispute one of America's fucking, the Tom Brady of snacks. So Republicans, in response to Trump being indicted, uh, impeached, all of these things, they're go in their own course and trying to get Biden impeached. That's just one thing they're trying to do. Yeah. Which I like. Uh, you, we used to impeach people because like, oh, there was some crazy reason. Now it's like, well, fucking it's not fair. Yeah. It's got to be even. Yeah. Which and is not to say that the Hunter Biden Ukraine shit does not stink to the highest of heavens. That's the thing. And you kind of touched on it earlier. Like, I get that we as a country have chosen our sides, but that doesn't mean you have to act like Hunter Biden didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's pretty f- like you can just read make- the basic details, like the real details, like the actual story. Yeah. And it's pretty clear, like Hunter Biden probably was not on the up and up. And by <laughs> denying it, don't you make yourself look worse? Like, don't you make your fucking argument look less salient by yeah. not admitting like fucking black and white facts? Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, never Trump. Like, we don't want Trump to be our president, but that doesn't mean you have to pretend Hunter Biden's not a fucking sleazeball. Like, we've gotten to the point on a divisiveness level where Barack Obama's, like, fucking bloviating platitudes start to seem meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. like Barack Obama having that guy over for a beer seems like the fucking Woodstock all of a sudden <laughs> compared to this. Yeah, like. Hunter Biden takes pictures of himself smoking crack. Like that's crack that's not what your cool abound. friend does. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. So that's what the impeachment hearings are center centering around. And the problem for Republicans is Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are not the same person. No. And and there there's is, a pretty good argument to be made that Hunter that Joe Biden is not aware of anything that's going on in his administration. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you want to talk, talk about insulated. Like, and what about that too? Like on the one hand, Republicans are arguing like Joe Biden doesn't even have his faculties about him. Can't even think. And it's like, and he's also pulling off massive crimes in Ukraine. Yeah. Is it one or the other? You know, yeah. like how and about like, we have him draw a clock? That that would be the trial of the century to me is Joe Biden draw, draw a clock. <laughs> and this idea that if Hunter Biden was committing crimes, as part of his role as an advisor to an energy company in Ukraine that Joe Biden, like some reason had to know about that. Why? I wouldn't tell dad about that if I was Hunter Biden. And the, and he has lunch with Kamala Harris every week. I bet he doesn't even know that he does that. <laughs> I bet he's like, who's that nice lady? Exactly. If anyone was going to arrest Joe Biden, it'd be Kamala Harris. She's such a fucking cop. Yeah. If he was committing crimes. He'd go down right away. And yeah, 
the other, yeah, that's the other problem. Republicans don't have any evidence. Like there's no way to prove Hunter Biden and Joe Biden like talked about what Hunter Biden might have been doing in Ukraine, which also hasn't been proven by the way. I just like, I don't. And I imagine that they have a, like every politician has a team of people that's dedicated to help them commit crimes. And for some reason, yeah. I think that the, uh, the the Biden team is a little bit more grounded than the Trump Giuliani team. Oh, you yeah. know, like and called me biased. Have you looked into the Hunter Biden laptop thing? Oh, at yeah. All? I've, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some good stuff. Because that also I, on the one hand, again, am completely open to the idea that Hunter Biden might have committed some crimes. But that laptop story is bonkers, like a a guy just happened to pick the one right wing leaning, mostly blind computer shop to drop this <laughs> laptop off at. And that just magically makes its way to Rudy Giuliani. And like Giuliani, when there was a point where someone, a reporter asked, they were like, well, will you just show us this evidence that you say is on this laptop? And his actual response was, no, you'll just try to debunk it. It's like, yeah, man, that's what the media does. Well, if if it wasn't bunk, wouldn't you you want it to be, wouldn't you? If it was great evidence, wouldn't you put it out there and see how sterling it is? Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, you should really check the stickers, the bumper stickers in the parking lot before you drop your laptop off at the computer <laughs> shop. Like, you need to see if there's like two, if more than one locker up, you got to fucking find someplace else. I wonder how that, how did they even find that place? Because what a stroke of luck that the guy they dropped that computer off at is also blind. So he can't <laughs> definitively be like, yeah, it was Hunter Biden. And how is, is does he work on computers by feel like some kind of savant? <laughs> like he just knows the circuit boards. And why is Hunter Biden taking his own laptop? You know, like, like you're rich. You have someone do that for you. Throw it at your personal assistant with a <laughs> Starbucks gift card. Like what is being rich for? Exactly. Our next story. This, this one guy, is this guy is awesome. Yeah, this this guy could have been the entire episode. Right wing conspiracy theorist Stu Peters has called for Hunter Biden to be executed. Have you ever heard more of a narky name in your life than Stu Peters? And the way it's spelled, that's that's not like I get it. But it's like a bowl of stew. Yeah, he's spelling it like the meal as opposed to like S.T.U. And I get it. Maybe his name is spelled S T E W A R T, but still you can play, you can play loosey goosey with that. You know, John Stewart's name didn't have one N in it before show business <laughs> or when no H, you know, like, yeah, like, a uh, 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 S T E P H E N translates to Steve just fine. And there's no V yeah. in Steven. Just mix it up, dude. Come on. Stu <laughs> Peter and P and, and, and Peters. Stu Peters? Come on. Yeah, Peters out. This guy, this fucking guy. During a stop on the Reawaken America tour, which I'm sure is a fucking blast. Oh, it's yeah. like it's Coachella my, for anti-vaxxers. Yeah, it's like Michael Flynn's traveling conspiracy theory road show. It's like when Charlie Sheen was doing that Torpedo of Truth tour. I wish I went to that. Yeah, that was sick. Just to see what the fuck was going on there. Was it just him talking? I'm well, it was him and Jeff Ross, I think, at a point, but I was like 14. But yeah, there was a there was an element of it that was just Charlie Sheen monologuing his manifesto. Yeah. Amazing. He's still alive, right? Charlie yeah. Sheen? Oh yeah, he's still kicking. I mean, he's got the fucking Magic Johnson AIDS drugs. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or those. Probably live longer than we will. Yeah. <laughs> He sure will. Probably because he'll align with the right wing when they inevitably take over the country. So at this tour stop, Stu Peters not only called for Hunter Biden to be executed, also Dr. Anthony Fauci. He said Fauci should, quote, hang from a length of thick rope until he is dead. And uh, the, the thick rope, was that necessary? Yeah, I mean, Fauci's a very slight guy. We should save the thick <laughs> rope for like bigger people like Michael Moore or whatever. Yeah, oh. you gotta... <laughs> Michael Moore, you might need some industrial chains. <laughs> exactly. A forklift or something. He said Fauci deserves the rope for backing a Wuhan bioweapons lab to do research that eventually cost millions of lives. So he's saying Anthony Fauci started COVID. 
basically. Oh, yeah. And as for Hunter Biden, he said he should get, quote, the Julius and Ethel Rosenberg treatment. Which very deep conspiracy pull. Yeah, that I had to look that one up. Yeah, he's going to have to explain that one to a couple people. Like, I vaguely recognize the names as those people being spies. And just in the context of what he said, I was like, oh, they must be spies. But yeah, they leaked some nuclear nuclear secrets and stuff back in the 50s. Yeah. And they might have been framed, maybe framed. Actually, I saw one bit of analysis on it that said they were guilty and framed all at the same time. Oh, interesting. They were they were guilty enough to be framed. Right. They were guilty enough, but good enough at what they did that they couldn't really be caught. So we had to frame them. Interesting. Well, you know, that sounds like America. Yeah. We, we need but, a good story. We need a we need a fucking, uh, uh, you know, um, Jack Ruby to come in and clean up the loose ends. Yeah. And for the record, the the Julius and Ethel Rosenberg treatment, they got electrocuted. They died by electric chair. So Which I would rather not that I'm into, you know, like ex, like not that I'd want to go see a public hanging. But if I was to go see a public execution, I think I'd rather see an electric chair than a hanging. Yeah, there's going to be way more theatrics and a hanging. Oh, it's just brutal. If they don't die yeah. right away. Oh, you don't want to watch that. I can't even watch the episode of Members Only, the episode of Sopranos where Gene Ponacorvo hangs himself. It's oh. fucking the acting is too good. It's brutal. Yeah, they also it's not the series finale of Homeland, but one of the season finales of Homeland, the fucking redhead doofus from Billions gets hanged. And it's a tough scene to watch Yeah, because leading up to it, he's like, there's something wrong with that rope. It's not long enough. I'm going to I'm just going to choke up there. I'm going to suffer. And that's exactly what happens. (sighs) Pretty rough. What do you say about the Secretary of Homeland Security, Adam? Oh, man. The Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Stu Peters wants him executed as a treasonous traitor for allowing rapists and murders and killers and goons to cross the border into the United States. By which he just means Mexicans. No, is that not just exactly what he's saying? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Which, I mean, that's not a surprising talking point from this crowd but no they're usually not as he could have said delicious food and cheap labor and fun people (laughs) exactly so this is a quote from Stu peters in the world that we're going to build traitors will hang end quote it sounds sounds like a villain from a bioshock game (laughs) it's just for good measure the grandiosity of these people it's like it never ceases to amaze me yeah he also for good measure called for the drowning of doctors who care for transgender patients. I wonder how he decides the method of execution for each group. That's a great point. Some people get a thick rope. Some people, it's a shallow grave. Some people got to drown. Like if history has taught us anything, at some point they're going to have to come up with some more efficient options because (laughs) Nazis put up numbers when it comes to killing people. And that's, that's the thing when you really got to do, got to move volume. It's like, you're going to have a guy tying individual nooses for every one of these people. Where are we getting the rope? I mean, we got all this small batch artisan murder. Ain't going (laughs) to cut it. And I have to factory that shit. Silver Lake farmers market murder. (laughs) Stu Peters, for those who don't know, and this will certainly jog your memory. Once I say it, he's a filmmaker who has cranked out some classic films over the past couple of years, including Watch the Water, which is about how COVID is, say it with me, people at home, caused by snake venom in our drinking water. And the vaccine turns humans into satanic hybrids, which that's kind of neat. We're hybrids now. We're like X-Men. It's great. And this guy is speaking to like 50,000 person crowds. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You know, that's what I have. That's what I always have to respect about the right wing is that they just they just get on board while oh, while, yeah. while liberals are quibbling about like means testing and whether or not we should say the word retarded. They're just like, hey, fucking anything that gets the number up. Yeah, they're like country <laughs> music fans, like country music fans will take any country music you put in front of them because it all sounds the same anyway. Yeah. Same with these fucking Republicans. Like, and they'll buy the CDs. You yeah, know? yeah. It just has to be an idea. It doesn't matter. If it's a good one. <laughs> as I'll long as it, as it. long as the idea is in support of your thing, you're like, yeah, cool, whatever. Snake venom. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. He also made a movie called Died Suddenly, 
which pushes the claim that COVID vaccines are causing an epidemic of heart failure around the world. It's like, I think that's fentanyl you're talking about. Yeah, good point. I don't know that that's COVID. The high fructose corn syrup of drugs. <laughs> yeah. That, if you I, put it in everything, it just works. It makes it a little more addictive. You know, it's such a good mark. It makes too much sense for them not to do it. Yeah, true. He also claims the Titan submersible was destroyed on purpose to conceal the fact that the Titanic was not sunk by an iceberg, but instead was sunk on purpose by the Rothschilds. Like they're going to find the giant star of David sticking out of the hole. <laughs> Yeah, what what were they going to do down there to prove anything? Like, yeah, for a hundred years after the fact. And it's not like we've never been there. Like, no, there have been missions to the Titanic. Like James Cameron brought a real submarine and a camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if anyone's going to prove that shit, it's going to be Cameron. Come on. Now, can we get to the best part of the story? This guy also used to be a rapper named Focus, and that is spelled F-O-K. ISS Connor, did you listen? Oh, to yes, any I did. Focus's music. I listened to his most popular song, 225,000 views. I never made it. And uh, you know what, guys? He never did. He never did. And you'll understand why you listen to this song. Like, it sounds like a rap song you'd make in high school with your white friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with like a Fruity Loops beat. It's really bad times. He's got a bunch of videos. I was surprised by how many songs he had and that they were still up. It's like, does this guy not know? Does he lose the login for this page? Does he not see how this is diluting the brand? Yeah, why didn't he just stick with this? Why isn't he coming out at the fucking Reawaken America tour fucking dropping bars like Forgiato Blow? Oh, yeah, about, about 5G and shit. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's the uh, Forgiato Blow. He's like a MAGA rapper. I never heard of him. Before Trump, he was not like, political at all, but he just saw a gimmick he could latch on to. I see, and I see. he's got something like 25 songs and they're all called Let's Go Brandon. It's just <laughs> like different variations of the same song. And on one of them, he has this guy who ran for Congress in Ohio named J.R. Mashevsky, I think, or J.P. Mashevsky, something like that. And that guy raps on one of the versions of Let's Go Brandon. And it is the most awkward goddamn thing I've ever heard. Like, I, I, I do like that the way to affect American culture now is literally just like lean into clickbait like you're Mr. Beast. <laughs> exactly. And eventually you'll have a platform big enough to uh, fuck up the democratic institutions of our country. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Focus. So yeah, Stu Peters, he wants people murdered. But then again, what Republican doesn't want people murdered right now? Yeah. This next story is fascinating to me. Oh, the Giuliani thing. Yeah. Like the headline makes it sound kind of silly. The headline, this is a Rolling Stone article. We'll link to this and everything else that we are covering today in the notes. Headline, Jack Smith's team grilled witnesses about Rudy Giuliani's drinking. And on the one hand, that that seems fun because anything relating to the downfall of Rudy Giuliani is fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. And I like that he was getting toasty on Election Day, like he was feeling yeah. himself yeah. or he was not feeling himself. He was drowning his emotions. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it came and went both ways throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, probably. Special counsel Jack Smith, who I'm pretty sure is also Coach Beard from Ted Lasso. They look a whole lot alike. He and his team have apparently been grilling witnesses about how much Rudy Giuliani was drinking, not just on election day, but kind of just in general. Like, how much yeah. of a drinker is Giuliani? How wet is Rudy? <laughs> and, like, they were asking, like, did Trump ever, like, gossip about how much Giuliani drinks or anything about, like, him working a little different when he's drunk? They've asked about... I don't think Trump would miss an opportunity to denigrate Rudy. Oh, no, definitely not. You know, if he had an opening, he'd take it. And they also asked if Giuliani was maybe drunk at any point during like key moments throughout Trump trying to steal the election. And they're asking about all this, not because getting drunk is a crime, obviously, but because Trump's defense is most likely just going to be, well, I was following the advice of my legal counsel when... Yeah. 
I did all this. So I thought I was in the clear. So my, my defense is I'm throwing you under the bus. Right. 100%. Yeah. Which everyone in his orbit exists to be thrown under a hypothetical bus that has not yet emerged. And I don't know how people don't take that into account when they have, enter into partnerships with this fucking guy. Like, have they not seen the writing on the wall? Yeah. I mean, all and, politics, really. But Trump is a hyper accelerated form of it. Right. 100%. And the reason this is important is because with that, while I was just following the advice of my legal counsel claim, here's a quote. This is Mitchell Epner, a former assistant U.S. attorney for the District of New Jersey, speaking to Rolling Stone. He explained that for the argument to work, the accused has to have disclosed all material facts to the legal counsel in question. Here's the quote. That requires the attorney understands what's being told to them. If you know that your attorney is drunk, that does not count <laughs> as making full disclosure of all material facts, <laughs> which makes sense. It's yeah. like, that would be right up there with if Giuliani was passed out and Trump was like, can we storm the Capitol? Oh Giuliani's yeah. Or like, yeah if, fine. If you were in the hospital high on painkillers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just not allowed to make legal decisions in situations like that. No. Like according to the law. And you also have to prove that you followed your legal counsel's advice in good faith. And what they're reaching for here is that on election day and several other times after that, Trump would go to Giuliani during the day and run his legal questions by him. And he'd get very regular lawyerly answers that would not land him in prison. And then he'd wait for Rudy to get hammered. And then he'd and then go, oh, but what about now? <laughs> And then go back later that night and ask those same questions. And when Giuliani was a little more hammed up and excited, <laughs> he would follow that advice. And again, that's as pointed out in this article. That is this not is like when you this thing. is like when I would ask my mom for shit when she was tired because I knew she would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like that. And apparently a bunch of witnesses did testify that they saw Giuliani drink a whole bunch on election day and uh, like visibly drunk. You could smell it. He was slurring his words. You could see he was drunk. People saw him drinking a bunch. So that probably is what happened. Trump probably got a lot of the advice he followed in the days after the election from a fucking hammered Rudy Giuliani. This is kind of like when I smoke pot so I can have the lowered impulse control. I need to buy a new jacket. <laughs> like, I like the idea that Rudy was like, I'm going to need to be pretty fucked up if I'm going to tell this guy to do what I need to tell him to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like there's kind of an aspect of this in the classified documents investigation, because one of the sticking points there is that when the National Archives reached out and they were like, give us back the documents, Trump sent some back, but then they hired a lawyer who it seems like they didn't really tell everything to. And that lawyer went back to the National Archives and was like, we searched and we didn't find anything. <laughs> so they were just like, kind of trying to not be the ones to lie. They just hired a lawyer and lied to him. <laughs> so then he accidentally lied in an official capacity. To make him a, a kind of a horcrux of lying. Right. Which again, don't work with Donald Trump. My God. Yeah. It's what you're asking for. You don't even, you barely even get, you get 14 minutes of fame. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> not even the full one five. No. So we'll link to the article. The again, the headline makes it sound kind of silly, but it is a really fascinating legal gambit that they've gotten themselves into. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of reading, but it's it's interesting. All right. Let's talk about the 2024 election. This is an article from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Use code conspiracy at checkout to save 12 percent off your <laughs> subscription. That sounds like a like a magazine that, that only is distributed to retirement homes. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah, this is probably, you might be right. Election workers are already getting threatened in the run up to the 2024 election. It's like goddamn Christmas decorations every year. <laughs> earlier and earlier. Roll out the threats to election workers earlier and earlier. This has got to be one of the, like, if you're making a checklist for Civil War, this has got to be on uh, um, whatever uh, Mary fucking Peters, uh, her checklist for... <laughs> Civil yeah. war brewing, election workers being threatened is like, I don't know. It's just, 
it's well, every, every, it's it's not even scary anymore. It's just it's just hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, I don't want to put it this way, but it's turning into like a boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Yeah. Where the, the threats of violence are happening so often that it's just like, OK, will you shut up? You're not going to do anything. Yeah. But also, that's not really the attitude you want to take. You and, don't want to be like, oh, do it. Do it and, if you're so tough. And it's also not like they never do anything. You know, right. it's not like nothing never happens. Like they did storm the Capitol, for instance. Yeah. And they had thousands of these threats. And I mean, so with one of some of them are credible. Some of these fucking crazy people meant it, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, election workers kind of always get threatened. Like that's part of the job. Kinda par it, for the course. It's just that usually there's like an off season of sorts where... <laughs> There aren't really any elections that are contentious enough that anyone cares to issue threats. This is like people are paying attention to summer basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the G League of issuing <laughs> political threats. And yeah, it's happening now. Just people like in anticipation of the 2024 election. We're more than a year away. And you're not going to believe this, but a lot of experts think it might have something to do with Trump. And oh? yeah, some, something about the behavior of his followers in general and the behavior of the person they follow just leads experts to think it might be trump stoking all this which could knock me over with a feather when i heard that <laughs> get out of here but there is a task force that has been put together to deal with all of this the election threats task force was created in 2021 it will definitely never be weaponized against the american people once it's inevitably in Republican hands. Like we're so far beyond that idea of you got to respect the, uh, you know, rules and the Senate parliamentarian and the institutions and the traditions. It's now it's just you have to completely take the ball and run as far in your direction as possible and see how many things you can break. You know, yeah. there, there is no like, let's keep it, uh, you know, some fucking checks and balance. There's none of that. None. This task force has filed 14 cases so far. Two have resulted in prison sentences. They highlight one example, an Iowa man named Mark Reese was sentenced to two and a half years for threatening to hang an Arizona election official. Big Stu Peters fan. Yeah, exactly. He, through his lawyer, said he was fed a bunch of misinformation that prompted him to issue that threat. And that's, prob is, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. And he's very sorry for what he did. The problem with that argument. Yeah, he's definitely not lying. I'm sure he got exactly the amount of misinformation he says. But also, motherfucker, everyone was telling you that was misinformation. Like yeah. right up to the point you decided to threaten to hang an election worker. So fuck you. Yeah, you kind of did that shit. Yeah. They also point out there was a Texas man who got three and a half years for suggesting a mass shooting targeting poll workers and election officials. And they say these threats and harassment tends to come in waves after social media posts or appearances by prominent conspiracy believers, which, yeah, I believe that. Stoking the flames, providing some kinda information. Like, yeah, kind of like how Stu Peters' rap page is going to get you know, <laughs> just a wave of interest after being mentioned on Conspiracy the Show. I don't, I don't have anything helpful to add, but poll workers would be a good name for sex workers. <laughs> it would be. When... I worked at Playboy. I ran a comedy website that they ran very briefly that was only good when I ran it <laughs> called The Smoking Jacket. Oh, that's and a great name. One of the things we would do is these like funny polls. Like we found like a poll making software and shit. And uh, the name I came up with them with for them was Smoking Pole. <laughs> and since it was Playboy, no one gave a shit. They let me just use that's, that name. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. This next story, I feel like we can we can get through this pretty quick. Yeah, this is a, I, this is pretty cut and dry. I didn't even put notes for it. Capital doctors have cleared Mitch McConnell to return to work. This man has short circuited to the point that he just stared in silence for thirty solid seconds. Two different times over the course of one month. And now Capitol doctors are like, yep, he can run the country. It'll be fine. Finally, Mitch McConnell and Dianne Feinstein have something in common. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, they both need to fucking retire. God, I, I'm not sure if it was Barbara Boxer or Diane Feinstein, but when I was a kid in elementary school, I was in this like, I don't know, a gifted class or whatever. And they had one of the senators come and talk to the kids. And I got in a huge fight with the senator. And I've always <laughs> been very proud of that. That is something to be proud of. Even when I was five years old, I was woke. <laughs> what was the argument about? I fucking would, would wish I could remember for a million dollars. I have no idea. And yeah, Mitch McConnell fucking like, even if you're not fritzing out on live TV, just retire anyway. You fucking suck, dude. Well, and you've done you've he's one of the most prolific and effective Republican operators uh, in my lifetime, if not the most. Just yeah. with the judges he's appointed alone. Like, just you've done you've done enough. You've destroyed the world, dude. You fucking yeah. did it, man. You did it. Play Old, with your grandkids. Yeah, you have accomplished your goals. He probably ate his grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> when when they were still in their eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitch McConnell needs to hang it up, but it's probably not gonna happen. Like he's seems like Feinstein too is just gonna fucking hang on. They're just gonna pump him for blow more Adderall, and it's gonna be they're they're gonna continue to do an impression of the living. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this last story. This is a good one. One of my Jeffrey favorite Epstein, guys. Jeffrey Epstein's calendar, as it turns out, contained multiple meetings with Peter Thiel. This was reported by the Wall Street Journal. So farewell to the Wall Street Journal, probably. <laughs> yeah. Peter Thiel is the same guy that got Gawker killed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's and right. Kind of just by having more money and better lawyers than Gawker. I mean, that's how you kill anything in this world. Yeah. Like he set a precedent that I'm surprised hasn't been followed more because he really did just kind of get mad at Gawker for reporting something about him. And he was like, he just pulled right. up the pirate ship, you know, like fucking threw the pikes over the side of the fucking ship. And he didn't even go after them over what they said about him. He just funded someone else's lawsuit. Fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he tagged back team, to me now. Tag team partnered with Hulk Hogan and was like, I will you can have any money you need to take these motherfuckers down. Yeah, it and is a it is a moral imperative that Hulk Hogan's virtue be defended. <laughs> yeah. And so this seems to be news that was kind of already out there that Peter Thiel had had contact with Jeffrey Epstein at some point. And the issue is he apparently told the Washington Post like back around 2016, 17, something like that, that he was just naive and he wasn't thinking about what Epstein's agenda might have been. I only had one meeting with him. Yeah, which that's going to have to be the case with some of the people who Jeffrey Epstein is linked to. Like, And some Chris of those people, Tucker, I believe you. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that that happened. Yeah, like, like Chris Tucker's a great example. His name sure. can, in theory, be linked to Jeffrey Epstein, but... It can be more likely linked to a party on an island and him being Chris. It's like, well, if this is business as usual for him, you know? And not just that, but the reason Chris Tucker's name showed up on Jeffrey Epstein's flight manifest is Chris Tucker was doing some kind of charity thing and it was happening in more than one location. And he, along with like Bill Clinton and all these, I know that doesn't like calm the <laughs> fires any, but yeah. Like all these other famous people all got on this Epstein plane and traveled to the next charity thing. And there's like cameras, like it's all recorded, like nothing untoward was happening. But then when all this came out, Chris Tucker had to be like, man, <laughs> come on, why? I'm so broke. If someone robbed me, it'd just be practice. <laughs> Fucking great joke. Chris Tucker was so great. Uh, this is like, this just proves what we've known for years and years, which is that tech guys don't know how to get pussy. They just, oh, yeah. they really don't. It doesn't make sense to them. They need a third party involved. Because that's what's come out now. He did admit to the Washington Post that he had that one meeting with Jeffrey Epstein. But now what the Wall Street Journal has found is that Peter Thiel scheduled, quote, multiple meetings with Epstein at his home in New York. And that, like, once you've lied and said you only had the one, and then we yeah. find out there's multiple, it's like, okay, what the fuck is now, going on? Now you are officially hiding something. <laughs> yeah. And who knows if that'll ever come out. Peter Thiel's got a lot of fucking money. I'm, I'm uh, so, like, like you said, I'm surprised this much came out, you yeah, know? Yeah. 
like I was talking to my mom about Epstein and I was like, the thing that I'm most surprised about is that there's still new information coming. Like, I really cannot believe that there's still stuff trickling out. Yeah. And, and Wall Street Journal, to their credit, has been putting a lot of stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Wall Street Journal, for all of their like conservative leanings, they are still a respectable news outlet that yeah. does their job the right way. Like they really are the definition of, okay, well you do have, we have different opinions, but I get <laughs> facts are the facts. Yeah. You, you hung out with the pedophile several times. <laughs> and yeah, this not much has come from it yet because the Washington or the wall street journal just reported this, but it's a bad look for Peter Thiel. But once you have that much money, like what's it fucking matter? Yeah. Like what's going to happen? Peter Thiel, like I doubt he's going to get fucking investigated for this i found out that um some people a lot of people consider this the greatest car ever made the mclaren f1 elon musk had one of them and he was taking peter Thiel for a joyride down the uh, bakersfield highway and was kind of screwing around and did something and he rolled the car into a ditch and they <laughs> both survived like well, god damn it do we live in the worst of possible universes yeah yeah that is unjust yeah that is fucking terrible university yeah. so uh yeah good luck peter teal i don't mean that like i don't <laughs> care what happens to peter teal yeah, and he doesn't need the good luck he'll be fine yeah he'll, if he be, was a, he'll be in a new liberty he'll be in one of these new libertarian charter cities you know do you think we'll ever find out the contents of jeffrey epstein's safe i don't know never say never yeah uh you know still new jfk files coming out 60 years later so i don't know it's crazy how those are always still so disappointing oh every time it's just like and he had lint on his shirt oh cool thank you <laughs> very much yeah i miss the days of behold a pale horse when we were talking about jfk dying by shellfish toxin bullets <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that that's so great back when conspiracies were fun instead of yeah. the news yeah now it really is just this is all just news. Like I didn't pull any of this from fucking Newsmax. This is all regular ass news outlets. Like I think all the I bring it up on the show all the time, but I think constantly about that definition of propaganda we defined here one time, which is that which seeks to exhaust critical thinking and annihilate the truth. And yeah. what is a documentary about snake venom demon COVID <laughs> if not that? <laughs> you know, just yeah. exhausting exhausting yeah. your critical thing so i think that's our episode right it seems I, like we did it i think so i think we covered it we saved america we did yeah we're i think we're back on track civil war averted <sighs> thanks to connor and adam yeah we have been the voice of reason here and you are welcome and lucky america <laughs> connor thank you so much for doing the pod i appreciate it appreciate you man what you got the plug before we get out of here Oh, once again, check out that hour comedy special live in Tucson on YouTube. Connor McSpadden live in Tucson. Funny stuff. Take a break. Take you a deserve break. a break today. Yeah. After you listen to this, go watch Connor's special. Cleanse the palate. Yeah. Um, AdamToddBrown.substack.com. You can follow me there. I write stuff. You got to read Adam's writing. Super dope writer. Thank you very much. I, uh, and I guess Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. You can follow me there, I suppose. I'm on Blue Sky, but no one's on fucking Blue Sky. You on Blue Sky yet? I'm on Threads. I picked the wrong one. Oh, yeah. I haven't done Threads. I have a Blue Sky invite if you need it. Okay. I might hit you up about that. If you're looking to get zero engagement <laughs> with the things I've, you post. I've got some time I'm looking to waste. <laughs> Blue Sky is the place for you. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.